Hello, Channel Pro. Hyperscaler marketplaces have gotten a ton of buzz lately, but what's going on in distribution, meaning with the classic value-add distributors? How are they responding to this rapid growth of the AWS, Azure, and Google marketplaces? Well, one vet who's not resting on their laurels is Ingram Micro. Last November, I was at their Ingram One event in Nashville, where I got to see the new digital platform they've launched that is a real game changer for partners and vendors. And I got to meet today's guest, Jenna Naya. She is Ingram's SVP of Global Marketing. You're going to hear all about the future of digital distribution at Ingram, driven by their new XVantage platform. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. I am Rob Spee, your cycling, sailing, and partner ecosystem fanatic, and your host of Channel Journeys. My cycling, well, it's taken a hit this year with travel, weather, and projects at home. Luckily, I've been able to get in a 30-miler the last several weekends, which is just enough to recharge my batteries. Last week, I got a great battery recharge at the ImpartnerCon in Miami. It was so fun reconnecting with many, many channel friends, many of whom have actually been guests on this podcast. I want to give a shout-out to ImpartnerCon, the host of ImpartnerCon and the sponsor of Channel Journeys. Building a partner ecosystem requires a powerful partner management solution. With a global user base of over 4 million partners, Impartner is recognized as the global leading provider of partner management technologies. Their platform offers powerful capabilities like program compliance tracking and customizable partner journeys that enables partner teams like yours to quickly move from program design to maximum time to value. At the show, I got a chance to see some of the features coming out, including an orchestration studio for wicked fast integrations and a really cool analytics engine that will help us do a better job of demonstrating the ROI on our ecosystem investments. Oh, and before I forget, today is February 14th, which of course is Valentine's Day, and it's also Ash Wednesday. So happy Valentine's Day and happy first day of Lent. All right, are you ready to hear all about the future of digital distribution? Let's go. Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hey, Jen. Good morning or good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to see you again. We met at the Ingram One event a few weeks ago out in Nashville, and it uh, was such a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. It was wonderful to meet you, too, and thank you for being there and supporting Ingram Micro. Yeah, it was a really fun event. That was my first Ingram One, and you guys had a lot of exciting stuff going on, which is why I'm really thrilled to have you on the podcast to ask you about all the new things that are going on there. But before we get to that, it looks like you've been doing some traveling after Ingram One. Were you over in Barcelona? I was. I was in Barcelona and Munich and spent a little bit of time in the UK as well. It's great. Do you do a lot of traveling around the globe? I do. You know, I have a global job. I'm Ingram Micro's chief marketing officer. And so I have a team that spans around the world. And usually my travel is to go to Europe or Asia to just check in and, and spend a little time with the team and share best practices and you know really understand what we could be doing uh, better together as a collective. Yeah. So just a little bit about Ingram, global company, 
Give us an, an idea of the size, employees, markets that you're in, number of partners, yes. all those fun stats. Yeah. So Ingram Micro is a $50 billion IT distribution company. We reach 90% of the world's population with technology wow. because of the reach that we have, which is pretty amazing. We've got 26,000 employees around the world, and we've got 160,000 partners globally. 160,000. Yeah. Wow. That is a big number around the globe. Yeah. That is awesome. And Jen, you have done two tours at Ingram. Is that right? I have. I'm what we affectionately call a boomerang. So you're a boomerang. <laughs> I officially <laughs> started at Ingram in 2000, and then I left in 2009 and came back in 2012 and have been back ever since. Okay. So two big, long tours. That That's really cool. So so much transformation taking place in the market, right? In technology and SaaS and ecosystems and all of that. From a Ingram marketing perspective, you must have seen massive change over the course of those two tours. Yeah, absolutely. It's been really fascinating. I would say Ingram Micro has been an innovative company. It's part of our DNA. And we're always a company that's willing to get into new markets try out new technology solutions, bring something new to our partners. And really what I kind of call democratize some of the technologies that seem to be very complex or harder for partners to be able to get access to. So from a marketing standpoint, you know, our job has been to help our partners understand what is it that Ingram Micro can provide to them? How can we make it easier for them to do business? with the channel and in the channel, and also what we could be doing to help them reach companies that they might not even know they could reach to, to share with them all about their IP and their brand and the services that they provide. So we've done a lot of marketing for our partners to help them articulate their brand and speak better to the customers they're serving as well. Partners have a reputation for not being great at marketing. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. I mean, you know, let's face it, Rob, our partners are, are small business owners for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, some are medium-sized business owners, and then we all know they're really big enterprise guys, right? Yeah. And, and so all small business partners struggle. They wear lots of hats. And as generally technologists, you know, partners feel comfortable to be in the space that they're in. And often those partners have had customers for many years at a time, which is fantastic, right? They have great relationships. What we've done over the years is really help them to understand what they could be offering back to those partners they've had great relationships with, right? And expanding the portfolio of solutions they offer, but also what they could be doing to tap into new markets that they might have built expertise for that they never thought would actually apply in some of those new markets and helping them understand more about what those markets need. What I would say that's changed a lot in the last probably six to seven years is technology is no longer being purchased just by technologists. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're seeing that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's a you know, line of business leaders, like, you know, people like CMOs or CFOs or, you know, heads of customer service are buying technology and they don't necessarily care about how the technology works. What they care about is what that technology is going to do for them and what 
it's going to do to solve whatever problem or serve whatever need of, you know, growth opportunity or advantage that they're trying to create maybe for their business. And so really helping to arm our partners with the right content and information to appeal to those different buyers and not just DIT buyers has been a big effort we've been on for many years now. Changing the message to much more of that business outcomes message, right? That different story. Yeah. And it's really important now, I think, with, you know, cybersecurity, right? And lots of solutions because it's so important that companies are secure and it's, you know, very important that our partners can help service them with that. So, you know, the more that we can kind of combine the technology sort of outcome with that business outcome, it just makes it easier for our partners to sell those services. With all the talk around ecosystems, and, and we're experiencing this at, at Beyond Trust, you know, as a cybersecurity company where we can tell a better together story, are you doing more of that joint partner type marketing? Yes. And that's been my favorite part because yeah. often our vendor partners don't know exactly who their best strategic partners could be in the you know IT ecosystem. Some are mm-hmm. obvious but some aren't so obvious. And so we've heard a lot of feedback from our partners. We have a community called TrustX Alliance, which is a partner community of about 300 partners based in globally, actually, and work with us. And they give us some great feedback on partners that they're sort of combining solutions. Now that we have Xvantage, which is our digital experience platform that we're rolling out around the world, we're actually able to see the data in how these are solutions are coming together. So on average, Ingram Micro sells about six different products or brands with every purchase that's made. On every on every single PO on average? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you start to see the data behind it. You can understand, you know, how these solutions are kind of coming together and maybe what gaps there might be of, of partners that could get pulled into a solution or solutions options that could be added in that the partner might even not think about. So we have an insights and recommendations that's happening along with that quote development so that partners can see what all they could be offering downstream as they send that quote down to their, their end customer. Yeah, that's hugely valuable. Do the vendors see that? Because I think a lot of us vendors, we don't realize that our products are being added to five other products on a PO. Yeah, well, what I would say is, Vendors are going to start to see that more and more now that we have an Xvantage experience for our vendors. We never had that before. So we, we have had the data and we've had tons and tons of data over the years. And we've been able to mine that data and really help our vendor partners target you know markets more specifically or do attached campaigns. And we've done those for years. But now we're able to really see this purchase level data And we're also able to see downstream some of the demand level data. And that's going to help, I think, all of us be a lot more strategic about how we can go to market together and really help those partners bring a fuller solution and just more options down to their end customers. Yeah, you were highlighting Xvantage at the Ingram One event. Share with the audience what what that is, because I I think it's very powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So Xvantage is our digital experience platform that we're building um, there's an experience for Ingram Micro Associates, which ties in real time to the experience for our customers, our partners, and ties in real time to our experience for our vendors. It's been built 
in the same type of technology infrastructure that you might, if you looked under the hood of a Facebook or a Amazon or perhaps some platform business like Uber that we all use, you know, mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of thing. So it it's a data mesh uh, cloud that our data has kind of been sucked out of ERPs and into this cloud. And we're using AI to pull that data together. And then we have engines that run specific capabilities on this platform so that we're able to automate things that have never been automated in this industry before. Things like tracking a product. You know, you wouldn't believe, Rob, you know, we can all order a pizza, right? And we could know in real time when that pizza is going to arrive at our office or our house, but you can't do that with technology, which is Mm -hmm. mind blowing. So those are the (laughs) kinds of things that we're automating so that our partners can see when are all these six different products going to arrive and do they have the right technical expertise lined up, right? And ready to do integrations or to do that installation on time or to help that partner remotely, right? Like these are kind of basic things, but they haven't been so basic for our industry. Also, we're automating things like special pricing. So we've had our customers in the U.S. tell us that what's taken weeks to to pull together in terms a configuration or you know a, a an advanced solutions type of a solution has taken weeks to pull together is taking minutes now. So we're shaving massive amounts of time out of that whole transactional process, so that our partners and their salespeople and their engineers can spend time actually servicing customers and talking and providing more consultation and less about phone calls and emails about where things are or how much things, you know, what's the real pricing that I need to put into this yeah. quote and things like that. So it's, it's been does really it, great. Does it have like recommendation engine, you know, to, yes, I'm ordering this, but Hey, here, here are the fries and shake that you might want to have with it that. It does. So we're on the, the new stage of that. So our recommendations engine was just launched for our associates experience. So now our associates have a pretty robust recommendations engine at their fingertips. So when they're on the phone with customers, they know a lot about what those customers have bought and they can make recommendations and they can have conversations with them about adjacent solutions or solutions they could be adding in. That same engine is going to be made available to our customers so that they can start to see some tips and some things as they're building their bombs or their quotes that mm-hmm. can be added in as well. So that yeah. same engine can also be on the vendor side to understand from a vendor standpoint, maybe what customers we should be targeting or opportunities that we might be able to drive campaigns for together. So that that engine's going to run across the platform. Very nice. Yeah. You mentioned AI. Are you starting to use AI in marketing in any way yet? With all the talk about generative AI. Yes and no. Okay, so what I would say is, It's so new. In fact, I was at the Cisco Marketing Velocity event a couple weeks ago at the Cisco Partner Summit. And Cisco talked a lot about AI and they had a speaker, which was excellent. And the bottom line is it's really new and you got to be careful with it. That being said, I I did write a blog post for partners about sort of some tips on how to use it. It's a great tool for doing research. It's an excellent tool for scaling ideas that you've started with, right? And partners, you know, we talked earlier, they wear lots of hats. They don't have time 
to build a lot of content. So it's a great scaling tool for that kind of thing. But you got to be really careful about, you know, legally, you know, is, is this original content, right? And is this content that, you know, is confidential because you don't want to put that kind of content into generative AR because then it goes out to the world, right? So there's lots of kind of watch outs that you need to have in learning how to use generative AI, but we are definitely testing it and using it more from a scaling standpoint to help us to be able to actually pull in vendor content that we get from our vendors and use that and customize it for our partners in an easier mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I use this tool for, for editing my podcast. Okay. Very and good. they have just added the AI component to it. Ah. So I was t- testing it out this morning and with a push of a button, it will create social media posts for me. Yeah. It will create a blog post for me. It's it's incredible. And I, I was trying out, it's not bad. I mean, I would tweak it a, lit, a bit before I would use it, but it would definitely sk- save me time as a starting point. Well, and that's exactly when I say scaling, those are great examples. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, because otherwise it would take us time. To say, what do I want to say about this on social media? Or what do I want to say about this on a blog, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's an excellent form of that for sure. Yeah. It's very cool stuff. What other kind of new things are you looking at from a marketing perspective? Are you new technologies or new approaches? Well, you know, what's funny is what's old is new. So what do I mean by that? So gosh, I've been doing this for a while, Rob. And what I have to say is we used to talk a lot about integrated marketing. Okay. It's like, don't Mm -hmm. do marketing in a silo where you've got an event over here, but you're not really talking about it on social media or you're not really following up with your event on leads and things, you know, so it's, it's not an integrated process. And now that we do have these tools with marketing automation, with um, some of our AI tools, now with Advantage as our platform, we're able to really do integrated marketing, marketing in a much more personalized way and do that mm. at scale. So what's been exciting is what I'd say the new factor is really understanding what that recipient, and I say that purposefully because with Xvantage, we're able to actually connect with and communicate with all kinds of users. So not just purchasing agents anymore. We, We have engineers on the platform. We have salespeople on the platform. We've got, you know, marketers and finance people and owners and the purchasing agents that we've, you know, historically worked with. So we're able to really understand what they want and need from us and how do we connect with them with that information rather than just kind of broadcasting information across, hoping somebody will be interested and pick it up, really using an integrated marketing approach to reach and connect with that individual. Yeah, that's good. You know, there's a lot of talk about the importance of communities, right? Is this part of that? Are you, are you, do you think you're starting to build communities? So we've had a great community. We've had a couple actually, SMB Alliance. And then I mentioned Trust X Alliance for years. Yeah. And those are so unique for our industry. In fact, when our owners, you know, bought Ingram Micro, it was fascinating to them that we have customers that are so loyal to us that they want to pay to be a part of a community and work and, and connect and partner with each other. It is very unique. And what I'm, what I would tell you is we have a communication platform that we have built for our TrustX Alliance community 
called Expand. And that is now getting connected in an integrated way and fully seamless with Xvantage so that our community members now can find each other and connect with each other on deals that they want to go to market together on. And they can work with us completely in an automated way with Xvantage. So that's all coming so that we can just make it a lot easier for them to partner and a lot easier for us to partner with them. Yeah, fantastic. So we've talked a lot about helping the partners with marketing. How about from the vendor side? What, what I, I suspect a lot of vendors aren't really leveraging Ingram as much as they could from a marketing perspective. Is, is that true? Is there more that vendors could be doing? I, you know, there's always more that we could all do, right? But what I would say is that you know, some of the things that I've seen with our vendor marketing is it tends to be very activity oriented and tactical, right? So it's like, okay, I want to have, I want to, you know, do so many road shows. I want to do so many, you know, outreach sort of awareness things. I want to have, you know, and a sales incentive, right? These are the things that we hear a lot. And what we're really talking to our vendors about is, Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about outcomes. Are you trying to acquire new partners? Are you trying to acquire net new logos? Are you, you know, end users? Are you trying to engage the partners you have and build greater loyalty? Or are you trying to bring something new to those current partners that you want them to engage with and, and you know, go deeper on in an architecture, for example? Or are we on an ARR model and it's really about retention? right? And helping our partners with customer success and retaining those end users or, you know, retaining those partners. Those are like the three main outcomes that come up over and over again. And that's what our marketing programs and campaigns are now tied to. So the questions that our vendors are going to hear the most from us are, what are you trying to achieve? What outcome? And what, you know, who do you want to reach? Those two questions are magical. And from that, we can go figure out all the kinds of activities that we're going to be able to do, which there's a laundry list, <laughs> to be able to activate that. But it's really important that we talk about outcomes because that's, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do, right? And, and not talk so much about activities. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we were talking about business outcomes for the customer. Yeah. This is a, that makes sense. Exactly. A good starting point. Yeah. Good starting point. Yeah. Well, how about you? We're close to the end of the year. 24 is soon upon us. What are your top strategic priorities and goals for next year? Well, it's funny because I've been thinking a lot about that. I'd say there's so much going on just in all of our businesses, right? Lots of priorities. There's so much going on in the industry, something new all the time. You know, we talked about AI. That's just one one example. And there's so much going on around us, you know, from a macroeconomic standpoint. And really, one of my priorities is focus. Focus on a couple of things that we can do really well and do those things and then move on to the next couple of things. Um, my other thing is to really focus in on our customers and understand, listen, understand what the feedback is that they're telling us and how do we incorporate that into the services that we're providing, the marketing that we're offering, the experience that we're, we're giving them and feeding that information back into our vendors as well. It's really important. Also, just for my part, saying no more often, 
<laughs> right? Because there's so much that we could do, so much I want to do, so much my team wants to do. But saying no can actually be as powerful and important as saying yes, because, you know, we've got to have that focus and it's really important that, you know, we, we can accomplish some really great things and then we can move on to some of the other things and timing is everything. In that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so good, Janet. And it's so hard. <laughs> My boss and I were chatting this morning and it's just, we've got to focus yeah. in picking that. There's so many things we want to do. So much is happening but we can't be successful at everything. So how do we narrow down and focus on those top priorities for next year? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, let, let's jump to uh, your channel journey, Jen. So I saw you graduated from USC. Yeah. Have you always been a California girl? I have. Born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah, Southern California. My father was uh, a native Californian, which is unusual. And my mom moved when she was two. So she's kind of a native Californian, but... Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, so it's been a, a fun time. I lived in Ohio for a bit of time, about six years, but other than that, lived in Southern California. Yeah, and you're not leaving? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's kind of hard to leave this weather in this, this fabulous uh, location at all, yes. You've got the mountains, the beach, yeah. the weather. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to I have to a diehard USC fan husband that definitely does not want to leave. So he, you, did you meet him at USC? No, no, we actually knew each other in high school and we did know each other at college, but we never dated throughout that. So we, we actually met later and dated and got married and much. Uh, very good. Very good. And how did you land in distribution? Well, it's interesting story. I was working for a PR firm that specialized in technology Mm -hmm. And one of the accounts that I got put on was Ingram Micro. And I learned a ton because Ingram Micro does so much with so many different companies. So it was really interesting. And from there, I was able to tap into an open position that was here in Ingram Micro in 2000 and join the company officially. And what was so wild was I, I went on a, a tour because at that time we were changing CEOs, our one CEO was retiring and a new one was starting. So I got to go on literally around the world road trip with those two gentlemen. And I learned a lot from wow. that experience. And what from an there, you know, just uh, worked in different roles here from a PR communications and marketing perspective uh, for about, it's been a little over 20 years. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, Jen, was there anything that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to mention? Well, I guess I want to ask you a question. Okay. What are you seeing as opportunities for partners in cybersecurity? Because it's just, it's a topic that I just think, yes, there's a lot of coverage on, but I think it's so overwhelming for partners. And if you yeah. were to give them some advice on really where to focus, what would you give them advice on? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Jen. And I think it is about focus and there are new security offerings every, coming out every day, right? And, and as a partner, it's got to be overwhelming. But I think you've got to pick the most important up and coming security areas to be focused on, right? We're in an identity and access management space, which is very hot right now. But there are a lot of different players, you know, find your find your partner, your vendor that you can really mesh with, right? That you're going to have a long trusting relationship with, hone in on that 
small ecosystem. And we're doing the same thing from our side as a vendor. We're trying to hone in on a smaller ecosystem that we can work with and go to market together. And it, it's so much a better together story. But what is that combined solution that provides the security solution to the customer? I think in all this, you start from the customer. What do your customers need, right? And then put together that, that broader solution offering that you can buy from Ingram and Ingram's putting it all together for you. And then, yeah, I think, I think that's going to help. That's great. And you mentioned trust. And I want to say that has been a common thread in the 20 years that I've been in this industry and in distribution is the relationships that we have in this industry are phenomenally successful, right? Because there's a lot of trust that's built between people in this industry. And I feel like no matter what technology or digital play or digital transformation, it really comes down to those relationships and building trust together. And, and I think that that's fantastic. It, it is. It, everything about trust. And in, in the ecosystem strategy, you have to trust each other, right? Sometimes we're competitors, co-opetition, but still we have to trust each other uh, that we can share information when we're going after that customer and, and trying to help that customer. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, hugely important. All right. One more question for you. Okay. So any words of wisdom, wisdom for women in the channel who aspire to rise to CMO or, you know, a higher level position in the channel like you have? Yeah, I would say trust yourself. I think as especially as young women, we question a lot of, you know, our capabilities. Do I have enough expertise for this? Do you know, I know the right people, all those things. And really, it just takes putting yourself out there and getting to know and building relationships in the channel. It, it takes trusting and having the confidence in yourself to go try things and get out of your comfort zone. And really, honestly, there's such an opportunity for women across this industry, not just in marketing, as channel chiefs, as engineers, as salespeople, uh, as business owners. You know, we've got some phenomenally uh, smart and savvy women business owners that are our are, are partners. And so that's really been fun to see and watch. So I would encourage all women to uh, take a shot at this industry and just have the confidence to get in there and try things. Yeah. I love that, Jen. That's really important. Trust, trust yourself, trust in yourself, right? Yep. So important. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Jen, thank you so much. It's great seeing you again. Been very fun chatting again. I hope our paths cross again soon. Thanks, Rob. And I really appreciate best it. Of, yeah. And all the success next year. Same to you. Much success to you. I'm thankful for our partners and for everything that our vendor partners have worked with us on this year and next year I think will be great too. So thank you. Awesome. All right. Take care. All right, you too. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends and be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure. There you go, guys. Some pretty cool technology being rolled out by Ingram around the globe. Thank you, Jen, for sharing that with us. I loved hearing about XVantage, and I really like Jen's advice to young women getting started in this industry to trust yourself and trust in your capabilities. I find it very helpful to trust in myself, but even more to trust in my Lord. Easter has always been an important celebration in my life, but I've never really participated in Lent, the 40 days of fasting, prayer, and reflection leading up to Easter. 
Well, this year I've decided I will. I'm going to try giving up coffee for 40 days. Today's the first day, so let's see how that goes. For all of today's show notes and links, go to channeljourneys.com slash cj133. You can subscribe to Channel Journeys while you're there so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to check out our sponsor, Impartner, at impartner.com. I've got a lot more intriguing interviews to release, and I may throw in one or two of my own solo podcasts in the coming months. Until then, have an awesome channel journey.